I'm Louise and today I've got a blather on the sun, as in the star, not the newspaper. I wouldn't be quite so bad as that. I've got what's crack, the hello section and the me 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 section. So get your cup of tea, your glass of wine, (laughs) or that's just me, or your dram, which could also be a glass of wine. And I'll let you know what crack's been in Caithness this past wee wily. Now for the blether. The sun. <laughs> should be a little bit more. The sun! Because the sun in our planetoid system, which Louise, I think you'll find that is called the solar system, is kind of the most important thing that we could possibly have because it gives us light, it gives us energy, it gives us heat and it gives us gravity and we kind of like to stay stuck to our planet pretty much. Most of us. There is the odd one that likes to go off and explore, but you know, they have problems getting rid of the gravity. So maybe they would just appreciate the sun a little bit. And then it might be a little bit nicer to them. Hmm. Anyway, I thought that I would do the sun this episode. I was going to do Mars, but I opened a book on the sun and I thought, yeah, I think I'll choose the big bad boy. Or about bad girl. Or it. Or them or they. The sun is the sun and it can be whatever it wants to be. And so can you listeners. If you want to be whatever you want to be, you go for it. So facts about sun. Our star. Often people forget it is our star. And then you say, where is the closest star? They'll go, oh, um, Alpha Romeo. I know that's a car. But... There is one called Alpha something or other. Anyway, it's not a trick question. It is our sun. We have it named the sun from the Greek and Latin and Helios or Sol. The ancients used to worship it because they didn't understand the science of it. They just appreciated its significance. Lots of them had sun gods and lots of them had these brilliant imaginations for reasons that the sun would come up morning and go to bed in the night. Some of them had him been pushed across the the sky. Some of them had been dragged in a chariot. And why not? Because it's the biggest, yellowest thing up there. And why not? Um, Last month there was a wee lunar eclipse and it was really stupid clock in the morning like four or five in the morning so whilst I woke up that time I actually didn't see it but because there was some kind of solar activity going on I thought ah I think I'll talk about the sun which is really the reason that I'm doing this. The last time that we had a solar eclipse in the UK was 1999 and the next one total solar eclipse is yes get your Jaffa cakes total solar eclipse. (laughs) Um, is 2026, so it's actually only four years away. But when we last had it, it seems it was going to be forever again. We've had partial solar eclipses um, since 1999, but I do remember exactly where I was in 1999. I was 
with Jim Thompson standing at a survey site and I'm going to say Broxburn and we did it very carefully through our pieces of paper and then you know you'll be very careful looking at the sun do not stare at it listeners it's bad for you and uh, it's something that you don't kind of forget and it's just quite exciting it is 93 million miles away Sometimes it feels like it's just next door, and other times it feels like it's on its oldies. Uh, today was pretty much behind the clouds, but yeah. It is 4.6 billion years old, and mm, we want it to last a long, long time um, because of its significance for our planet. The astronomical symbol is a circle with a centre dot in it, and there you go. That's the sun. There is a lot more importance to it than what I have given it to, but patterns that have been inspired or named after the sun in knitting, I found, um, here comes the sun. Oh, you have to sing it with me. Because if you're a Beatles fan, then you'll all know this one. Here comes the sun, little darling. It's been a long, cold, lonely winter. Excuse my bad singing, but it's a lovely song. Um, and this is a jumper by Handmade Closet. There is a jumper called A Thousand and One Sons by Xanti Nets. And you get a cowl with this as well. Or there is a cowl in this sort of pattern series. I actually thought it was named after the book, but that's A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khalid Hassin, which made me cry, and um, I would recommend it utterly. It's the same author as The Kite Runner. Um, very, very interesting book. And then there is a hat called The Solstice Flower Hat, and this is by Arisi. Um, the Summer Solstice will be coming up, next month so we've got on a whole month to go before it starts getting dark again but here in the north of Scotland it's pretty light for most of the 24 hours it's rather nice unless you get brothers sleeping which I don't so um, and if you do you've got the sunshine so you can sort of do stuff you could do my weeding whilst you're at it um, in crochet patterns we've got sunshine aragamumi aragamumi aragamini i can never say that you know what i mean and this is by maro akash akamatra it's not my pronunciation as such it's the way i've written it down i can't read my own writing akamatra sorry for butchering that but you'll remember that now and it's very cute it's a wee sun got a little smiley face you would want that if you were making all your planetoids for your solar system for taking to school. There is a very cute sun hat to actually keep the sun out your eyes and shade from the sun because we have to remember and watch for its UV blastoids and make sure that you don't get sunburnt. Um, and this is a watermelon sun hat by Sarah Zimmerman and it's very cute. I think it's aimed at little bernies but you can always do it for yourself if you just make it a little bit bigger and then i'll finish with a sunflower square blanket and this is by sunflower cottage um sunflower is very in just now 
and very important because of Ukraine. We still wish everybody who is affected by Ukraine eh, all the best and boo to Putin and no to war. Well, it's a crack. Right, where have I been? So it took me a little bit longer to get sort of feeling much better. Uh, we started back at the park running. Not all that enthusiastic part of the list, but I finally got there. Our swallows and house martins have come back and they are currently on the hunt just now and they're nesting. We have um, cuckoos back, although I've not heard them yet, but other people have. <laughs> other people have seen them. Naomi, hello Naomi. So five of them have been done at head and just took a wee video and it was really cool, but I did not see them, so therefore it's nice for you lot. <laughs> like everybody else saw the orcas past my garden um, a couple of Thursdays ago and Richard came running to the door shouting orca, orca. We all jumped out and Daisy and I fell over stumbling out to get there. Never seen them. They just passed. But he saw them and that was cool. And then they have an entourage now because they have Orca Watch on Facebook and if somebody sees them, everybody follows them down the coast. It's really cool. But I often wonder if the Orcas are kind of like, can we not do anything? You can't, you can't do anything these days without being filmed. I mean, do you remember the days? Do you? Do you remember the days when we didn't have mobile phones? You used to get up to a lot more mischief then. This is just... <sighs> Although, um, they always passed. It's just... We didn't know as much. So the orcas are back and so are the swallows and house martins and other birdies who have come back. And also the coos are back in the field as of the other day. It was really lovely to hear and see the excitement of coos getting put out to pasture. So spring is certainly here. Um, the grass is growing, the garden has been planted, everything's sort of weeded, it looks really good just now. Um, I hope that yours is good just now and we are now at the stage of we've set the scene so we can just weed once a week and keep on top of it and everything will be awesome. Uh, there is a thing that I didn't know anything about until this week and it was called No Mow May and it was you don't mow your grass or all of your grass and you keep your dandelions and well daisies and other weedy type flowers um, growing so that the bees and butterflies and other insect pollinators can have some food. Maybe next year we'll do this but we had already started cutting the grass before we realised this. I know that there's other farmers that are doing this so come on the pollinators. Um, oh right, today, in fact over this weekend I saw a really really cool new pattern and this is called PLI. And it is a parallelogram shaped wrap, I think is the easiest way to call it. But it's basically the shape of a parallelogram. It's got cuffs sewn into the ends of the corners and there's a wee hole in the middle of it for your head. And um, it's designed by Olga Jazzy Knits and it's really quite striking actually. So you can wear it in various different design sort of ways. On, you can have it as a shawl, as a wrap, as a poncho and um, I love that kind of different ways of wearing something and then you know you get the person that does oh you can wear it like this, 
and you can be like that and you can do a bit of Christopher Walken dancing and, and to the Fat Boy Slim song a bit of this, a bit of that if I could sing I would sing that to you but I'm not going to um, so that's called PLI and it is basically out today you heard it here maybe third or fourth <laughs> but I thought it would be quite cool and it's using the sport weight probably quite a lot because there's quite a lot of knitting to it but it's taken my interest and then the day after or the day as I can't remember which one I recorded my last episode which was ages ago now I got my Murit um, issue 2 in the post and it was awesome it is awesome it's really lovely and this is issue 2 spring summer 2022 now um, Alison has outdone herself again and really really like this one and I've actually cast something or hooked something on for it too Um, her theme for this issue is called clear waters and she said that it's sort of two ways of because we've had covid um it feels a bit more like there's clear waters ahead but most people have been vaccinated and there's a little bit more hope and instead of muddy waters and not knowing how to deal with that we've got all these practices that we know how to deal with it now um we can still wear masks if we want to well we still can sanitize our hands just keep our distances and um be vaccinated i mean all these are choices i please hope that you make the right ones because haven't had the covid haven't been triple vaccinated i don't recommend it at all so i'm sure that you're wise enough to take all these precautions if you possibly can or need to and avoid the COVID like the plague. Anyway, where did I get to? Right, so that's why it's called Clear Waters, but also it's quite based on seas and seashore. So she's got six tops of various sleeve lengths or no sleeves at all. There's one cowl, one shawl, one bag, one cardigan. And I cast or hooked, because I'm crocheting it, hooked on the cardigan called Coventina and this is designed by Michelle White and it is in four ply and um, I'll tell you more about it when I come on to the Mimi section because hello section a big hello to you who have been with me forever listener new to me listeners and all those in between listeners that's not the way I used to say it is it but I can't quite remember how it is. Anyway, hello to everybody. And a special hello to Jess of Little Twig Designs, who sent me a lovely message today. Lynn of The Wool Nest, who always likes my Prima stories on Instagram. Catherine44 on Ravelry. The very lovely Barbara Robson, because she's Barbara Robson and I just think she's lovely. And hello to Yorkish and T7 Obel on Ravelry. Buckle is making more noise. Hello to Buckle too. Sending you all my love and best wishes for this lovely spring or if you're down under autumn weather. Me, me, me section. Um, right, so I was thinking, one of the reasons I wasn't really 
coming back to the podcast quickly was because I was feeling that I didn't have an awful lot to tell you, but I've done a little bit, but I've done enough to do a podcast on. So I will start with, I have picked back up my cardigan and this is the Severine by Vanessa Smith. I don't know when I started this, quite a long time ago. I am using a yellow cone of yarn and I bought this from Scotch Tweed from 2019, no, 18, because she was not 2019, Caithness Craft Retreat, which would have been coming up next weekend. And I miss you all because it is this time of year and I always think, oh, I miss you. I don't miss the organisation of it at all. I'm sorry I don't. But I miss the company of you all coming up. And feel free to all come up, but me not organise it, I'll just come along. I'd love that. That would be awesome. However, next weekend, I am going over, weather permitting, to Clach Tall, where um, there is a campsite. And also the lovely Helen of Ripple's Craft Yarns lives. She doesn't know I'm coming yet. <laughs> However, um, I got a message last year and it was from my lovely friend Angela, who I message every day, pretty much. And she said that she was going up to Clack Tall. She'd booked a cabin or one of them glamping pods. And I was like, oh, oh I like Clack Tall when we went. And then went, oh, let's go and, and uh, take the caravan that weekend. It'll be awesome. We'll all go down and is it okay? And she says, of course it is. So I was like, oh, well, we'll not come and like crash your holiday, but we'll come and see you because it's almost like meeting in the middle, even though it's not. But we're meeting. And um, then Richard very um, sensibly said, have you checked when Sandy's last exam is? No, said I. I'm sure they'll be all finished by then. I'm all pretty sure I've already, because I was being smug. And smug Louise is not very nice. And... <laughs> He was sensibly correct because poor Sandy's exam, last one, is on Monday the 30th. So no way were we taking the caravan over and him not studying the day before his last exam. Because it's just not fair to him because, well, he needs to. So he's hopefully done enough in the past um, three weeks. So... He will pass all his other exams with flying colours, I hope. He has really studied hard. We've all helped him. And poor Sandy, I think, is ready for them to be over. However, Daisy and I are not taking the caravan because I can't drive the truck and the caravan. I can't reverse it. I don't actually know if I'll be able to even go forward in this because I don't have very good spatial awareness. And I really, really like my caravan I don't want to bash it. I don't want to bash anybody else's caravans because I'm sure that they really, really like their caravan. So I went, oh. And then Daisy and... Well, no, actually, Richard goes, take the tent. And I went, oh, I could do that. I went, oh, tent. I don't like camping that much in tents. I know I'm at a campsite, but the feeling of actually seeing Angela is overridden the... Uh, I don't want to go camping. So... On Friday, I will be collecting Daisy from school and we will be going to Clack Tall, which is on the west coast of Scotland, in the Northwest Highlands. 
and camping in a tent. Now we've tried putting up the tent twice and the first time Richard helped and then the second time me and Daisy did it with his, he wasn't too far away. <laughs> I was like, I have got no, no memory of doing this ever. And I says, where was I? Because I know I've camped in this a few times. And he went, you were always putting the van <laughs> out the way. <laughs> okay. So um, we've practised it. We'll probably practise it again this week before we go. I've got my list started, weather permitting, because I'm not going if the weather's horrible. I love Angela very much, but not enough to stay in a tent all weekend if the weather's really bad. So um, plus added extra, if Helen is there, we'll probably go and visit Helen too. I'm, I haven't actually checked yet because she might be off doing one of her summer um, maker selling festival things. So I see was excited, but you don't know, it's the camping part. It's more as well the everybody looking at you putting up your tent part because I do that when I am watching. I'm sitting in the, the caravan going, oh, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have put my tent there or. Oh, they've got an interesting setup. Oh, look, they're having the awning argument. Oh, get the popcorn out. <laughs> now, Daisy and I won't argue, but if we break any of them poles, we will not survive coming home. So maybe this is the last time you'll ever hear from me. <laughs> this this tent is old. And it's a very, very, very good tent. He loves his tent. I think he loves his tent more than his firstborn. That's really sad, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, so I'm going to take my knitting. What I'm taking, I'll come back to my other cardigan in a minute, is uh, socks and portable project. This is socks for me and I'm using the West Yorkshire Spinners Christmas coloured yarn I bought for my swap partners. Cast it on at Christmas, I think, and I'm still not finished the first cuff. But I think I've done enough that I'm now going to start the body and it'll be fine so it'll just be nice just to sit I've even bought a new camping chair because our old ones were just filled to bits so that's what I'm going to take and I may or may not buy yarn from Helen if Helen is or isn't open um, I'm quite tempted to add to what I bought last October when we were camping down or we went and visited or when we were camping close by in the caravan and then have all purple or all variegated because I've got two of each and it's not quite enough for what I want to make. So that was that. But I have picked up the Severine cardigan by Vanessa Smith. Now, I took the needle out of this to start Richard's jumper in November-ish time. Because I wrote, took out that needle, it was three and a half millimetre I think, and I've got the date. And because it's got a chart in it for your rogue, it, you, it tells you, it's like a coded chart, it's got A for armhole sleeves, F for, for instance, you're doing the front increases or whatever, and it's just wee squares and you can mark them off and it's quite a clever system because you're doing about four things at once and at some points and thank you Vanessa Smith for doing all that work. It's so lovely to get that amount of effort from a designer you feel like you're not paying them enough really for when you get that pattern so if you ever thought that you fancied a Vanessa Smith pattern but you're like oh, it does seem 
mm, kind of it's not on the pricey side at all. I think she's probably outdone herself in a lot of things because she's also got YouTube tutorials for them as well. So this cardigan has got two running cables down the back of it and it's in a, sh- a shoe glass. I don't know what shoe glass is, but it's not one of them. An hourglass shape to the back and the side. So it's increasing and decreasing. <laughs> and it started at the top and working down. And I think I'm two lines of splitting for the arms. And I'm really hoping that it speeds up a little bit because I think I've got about 300 stitches on just now. And it's either a four ply or a sport weight yarn. Or could be a double, like a thin DK weight, I can't remember now. But I'm at that stage where I'm ready. I've kind of thought to myself, I don't think you're going to have this ready for this spring, Louise. <laughs> but then again, you never know, maybe I will. So when I picked it up, I thought I knew where I was. I started doing the line, wasn't. Wasn't at all. And then it took me about two or three rows to kind of did a row took it back and when you're taking out cable so um, eventually kind of got to where I'm needing to be my numbers on my chart I think I'm two out so I think that when I went wrong it was then so I know where I am in row two which is where you split for the sleeves <laughs> and I think I know what I'm doing so I think it'll maybe speed up a little bit and it's it's been, it's been a long time and then I'm looking at the cone going I don't think I'm going to have enough <laughs> so I might just do short sleeves but um, the plan is for two long sleeves but I might end up doing short sleeves as long as the rest of it looks okay so um, that's that and then when my Murat magazine came, I really, really, really like the Coventina cardigan, and this is by Michelle White. And I'm using a cone of yarn. There's another story. Hold your hold your horses. <laughs> There's a story of me. I am the tangent queen. So I could first of all cast on a tart teal. It was a really deep teal blue. And I'm like, that will go with this dress, that top, and this blouse that I'm making. Excellent. So I, ca- I, co- um, I hooked it on, and then I thought, oh, this is like adult crocheting, and I'm obviously still about eight. Okay, and it's got this stitch. I'll get it open. Excuse my chair making noise. Right, so it's got stitches, special stitches and these are special linked double treble beginning linked double treble linked double treble two together hmm I'd never heard of them so what I actually did was because I got ordered pre-ordered my a pattern there wasn't the extra pattern information on the Murat site so I was desperate to a cast on who gone so I thought, oh, I'll just YouTube how to do these stitches, which is it, which is what I did. And since about a week or so after I got the pre-order, um, it came online on the Murat site and there was a little bit more information on each pattern and it's really cool. So 
Um, I love that little extra bits that Alison and the team do. You can have it in large print and it's just so accessible. And there's extra help for you to go to the designers' sites and it's just, it's worth it. I actually, again, I, th- I don't think it's they charged enough kind of thing. So for each of your patterns, you've got so much more assistance and they've done the work for you. So because I was looking at it, I was like, ooh, I don't know who did that. I was like, well, no, I'm going to YouTube it. So I sat there and I YouTubed and I thought, actually, that's not that hard. And then it took me a little while to figure out that it wasn't in the round. <laughs> it is in the flat. Oh, there's an, it's in the flat. It's a flat cardigan. Well, that's okay. But then I thought, um, mm. now I'm using the correct uh, hook size and I'm using the correct yarn size, but the length of the amount of cable start introduction row that I had did seem quite long for a cuff. Now, I looked at the pictures and I'm like, well, they are quite open. Maybe that's what it is. And I haven't quite gotten enough to do a size for tension just to see. But what I had actually decided was, even if it was that, if I was correct, because I think I do need that size of hook for the stitch that it actually is, I don't really want that massive great big cuffs. I'm not a big cuffy kind of person. I don't like getting cuffs in when I wash my hands I don't like them getting wet although I mean they're a three quarter sleeve cardigan but I was like that cardigan will be perfect for summer and it will I just can't wait to get it done so um, I hooked on the first row got it all eventually done and that was awesome but because no then I went back and then I was doing the next one I was like ooh I think I've got wrong and also and I said to my mum I said I, I think it's just going to be too big a cuff I think I'll take it out and start again so mum says, well, do you want me to do that? Because, you know, if you somebody else to take out your net and it's not so bad and then you do it yourself. I don't know why. It's like doing somebody else's housework. It just isn't as bad. So, um, she takes it out and it, the, the yarn broke. And she went, oh. And I says, oh, don't worry about it. I've got enough in the cold. And I'll just cast on from there. And then she kept, she just tugged it to see how strong it was. She says, this yarn's really not strong. And I says, oh, well, that's a shame because that yarn came from someone else's stash that did have, well, because I quarantine all my yarn before it comes in the house with um, lavender and just make sure that it doesn't look like it's got any moths or little buggy things that are going to, because my yarn stash would be quite considerable amount of money if you look at it that way. And I don't want to bring not deep joy, um, the opposite of deep joy, into the house because that would decimate it and I would be the opposite of deep joy, whatever that is. So she says, mm, no. So I went through a couple of other ones and I ended up with a terracotta cone of yarn. And this is quite strong. So I've got that and I hooked on again. I think I went wrong somewhere slightly, but I do know I've got the right number. I did cast on, I'm going to have to say cast on then hooked on. I'm trying to say hooked on, but you get the terminology right, Louise. Um, I have hooked on less. I had to do sums and I still had COVID brain at the time and it was sore in my head. So I'm like, right, well, when I get to adding on for the body of the cardigan, I know I've got this lace. So I've, I've written notes. 
but then it sat there and it just sat there and it's got a really 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 nice pattern and it's supposed to be the ripple of the waves which it will so i haven't got very far i was really really enjoying it so that'll just be another slow long project i think and um i have to have a bit of paper with it because there's so many stitches in one row although i was starting to get used to because it's a 14 stitch pattern and get just getting kind of used to it so it's good um in dressmaking i've done a little bit more on my blouse that i started before covid mum was up last week and um we got to the point of putting the sleeves in um and then i looked out a pattern for a skirt that goes exact this skirt will fabric will go beautifully with this blouse and because it's quite warm some days <laughs> finally um I'm hoping that I should get this done soon. It's a high low skirt. It's um it's got a lower back than a front and I'm not gonna come in hard. <laughs> and then I read the pattern the other day and I went Oh oh there's a zip in this. I don't realise there's a zip. I thought it was an elasticated waist, but there you go. I can do zips. Louise, you can do zips, you've done zips. Just chill out with the zips. You've got zips. Stop thinking it's hard. So it's just a case of getting the motivation to get cut out and etc. Um, so that has been my dressmaking. And sewing bee is on, which is always very um not in well, it is entertaining. Oh tip tongue. What's that word? Inspiring. <laughs> yeah. I bet Hannah K. Ross was going. It's inspiring, Louise. Oh, 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 thank you, Hannah. Thank you. Get back in my pocket. Oh, this skirt has pockets. I think maybe that was a, bit, a little bit extra hardness to the pattern. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to put that back. Wait for mum to come up, back up. So the sewing bee's on and Dairy Gear Girls has just finished. And if you have never seen the Dairy Girls, look it up. It is extremely good. There was an episode and the first 10 minutes I couldn't even breathe or laugh because I didn't want to miss it. The writing just, it, there was nothing extra. It was brilliant. Um, it's brilliantly sad at the same time as good, happy because it's a juxtaposition of f um, families in Londonderry or Derry back in the early 90s at the end of the Troubles and in one of the first episodes they had them there was a bomb went off so the adults were all watching that on telly at the same time as the teenagers were absolutely giving it large at their school concert Love and Life and it was of the time when that happened and I mean I remember it because I'm of that age but I never had to live it and to see this um reflection of it is really really worthwhile and also um for the situation that's going on just now it's worth us looking back so that we are not ignorant of the time and the importance of the good friday agreement because of the situation in northern ireland then and now so um it's really 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 good i can't recommend it high enough uh, I have been listening to some books as well. I finished listening to The Phone Box at the End of the World and this is by Laura Amy Messina. 
I think I might have told you this, but I can't remember. Really, really good. Uh, it's about, I had phone box in Japan, and it's a real phone box. I didn't actually properly realise this until I finished the book and looked it up. And people go there and talk into the phone box, and it's supposed to be able to talk. You're not talking to your dead person, you're just talking at them. So I went up at the end of my sentence there because it was a question, right? So you go, and it's it's a way of dealing with grief. Um, you go and instead of writing them a letter or do not sit, do not, do not put a set balloons free, please, because these balloons land places or even the lovely fire lanterns because these land on horses and people's livestock and people's land. There's better ways to do this. So they go as a pilgrimage to this place and they speak on the phone to their people that they miss. And it's just a really, really good way to deal with an emotion. So it's, it's, it's obviously quite an emotional book. Um, that make me cry. So if, if you've got something like a recent death, I don't recommend it for you. But if you are in a good place, then very much recommend this book. Um, we listened to Tenement Kid by Bobby Gillespie, who's the lead singer of Primal Screen. And this is about his, it's a biography of him, read by him. And yeah, never meet your heroes. Interesting, but yeah. Um, I am now listening, I've just finished listening to The Iliad. I've got a set of two books together and by Homer. And this is on Audible. And I'm also now listening to the um, second book, which is Odysseus. And it's, I love Odysseus. Odysseus has got everything. He's got Cyclops, a big long journey, and monsters and all the Greek names and when I was listening to the Iliad I, I was kept thinking that Hector was going to get it I was like, saying to the fam I was like oh I'm just going to go Hector's about to get it Achilles is about to come back and then another few hours later oh no no Hector's still not dead but Protractor's gone out that's not his name but I can't remember his real name but they're all Greek so Protractor's close enough and <laughs> it's actually really really good I am so enjoying it and I mean, I've seen all the films and know kind of the stories and stuff, but to actually listen to the original is really good. So if you've got 18 hours free, go for it. Uh, I got a lovely message from Jess of Little Twig Designs today. He's talking about TikTok and Jimmy Reese, who I mentioned last time. He is, you know, well, he's a comedian in Australia and a, he used to be a kiddies TV programme like CBeebies and it's our equivalent of Mr Tumble and he looks hilarious so sort of like really happy and stuff but um, he's he's very very funny on TikTok and he's not safe for kiddies entertainment now because uh, he does swear the odd bit but um, he was doing he has this sort of shop thing he's standing there and he's doing checkout person and he's beating off and he's got the cities and he's sort of like stereotypical and everything that the city people have for the Australian cities. But then he's doing primary school teachers. And because I work at a primary school, I was just like, oh, I'm having me some of this. And it was uh, all sorts of different things like um, holidays, beep, beep. Beep 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 beep. And it was justifying why you have so many holidays. Beep 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 beep. Laminating, beep. Not tying a 
small boy's shoelace because you know that when he was in the toilet that it is not going to be clean anymore. Beep, 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 beep. Everybody look at me. Beep, 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 beep. So I was showing it to the teachers at work and uh, one of them was like, oh, we definitely can't show the children that. So he is very, very funny. Um, so I enjoyed that. Thank you, Jace. I didn't realise that he was a CBBS type of presenter. So I mean, we've got quite a few as that sort of pass back and forward. Susan Kalman, Ian Sterling, um, and then obviously Dick and Dom. They're entertaining. So another thing I saw on TikTok, which I thought I would share with you, is if you've got your jars and they're almost empty of food like jam or mustard or um, other things like that, condimenty things, turn them into dressing. And I'm like, because eh? I had actually just this week emptied out a whole grain mustard um, jar and I'd used, I've got a scrapey, scrapes everything out the top of the bottom of the jar from Lakeland Plastics. I love this scrapey thing tool because it just scrapes everything. You can use that very last drop. And I'm thinking, oh. Because you know sometimes you get your bit of mustard at the bottom of the jar and you're like, oh well. Scrape, scrape, scrape with your knife. Or scrape, scrape, scrape. You can't quite get it out. Well, she just adds in some oil, adds in some vinegar, puts in maybe some back garlic or whatever, a little bit of herb, salt and pepper, jar on lid, whoosh, 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 in fridge. Salad dressing, you've got your mustard there. I was like, that's clever. And she used jam. But I never thought about doing that. And I love that kind of ideas. So keep TikToking, people. You've, I mean, there's a lot of rubbish on there too, but there's some really, really good stuff. So listeners, I hope you're doing lots and lots and lots of knitting and crafting and enjoying yourself, gardening even. Um, I hope you're well. I'm sending you my love. And I hope that it's not raining in Clarktall next weekend. And I managed to get the tent up without standing and breaking the poles. Because <laughs> not only does he love his first bun more, he loves it more than me too. <laughs> anyway, um, you can get me if you want to contact me. I'm on Instagram as Kathan's Craft. I'm on uh, Twitter. Oh, I'll just read it really. And Kathan's Craft Collective at gmail.com. And you can get the podcast from www.catenscraftcollective.podbean.com. I think I'm doing that from memory. <laughs> or any of your podcast catchers. There is the sheep's and masters across the field from us because we've got the horse back in the field with its two sheep friends. And the sheeps have just wiggled their tails because they're getting some sheep nuts or whatever as you feed the sheep. So the sheep are happy. They have names and I've forgotten what they are, but um, I like to think that they're called Angus and Murdo. There's Vorbles. They're quite nice sheepies, actually. Anyway, so listeners, <laughs> enough of my rambling and spaffing on. Keep on crafting. <laughs> <laughs>